0: Welcome to BitFaced, in the midst of a global pandemic, when we have two consoles supposedly launching with zero price points, it's kind of hard to keep your sanity in 2020. I know this has been a rough year for a lot of you, and it's definitely been a rough year here in the BitCave. We want to let you know that we're here for you if you guys need anything. Should probably be grateful for everything that we have right now, but that's not what Tyler and I are going to do today. We're going to bitch and moan and whine about things in video games that we don't like. Before we get to that portion of the show, though, there have been a couple notable releases in the past couple weeks I want to talk about. Number one, we did get PGA 2K21. I'm a very seasoned golf gamer, so before I give my opinion, I'm going to pass the club over to Tyler to kind of get his initial impressions of the game. The last time I saw Tyler play a video game about golf, He ended up throwing up all over my floor. So I I would say his game has probably improved since then. But Tyler, what do you think about PGA 2K21?
1: Well, I mean, to start off, it's a really good game. And in the past, I haven't necessarily enjoyed golf games in the same way. And I don't know exactly what it is about it. But what I'll say is I'm getting a little bit better on our first... Bitface tournament, I was plus 21. So I just did terrible. However, it's a ton of fun. I'm not discouraged. I know we play with really crazy settings, but I'm having fun and I think it's fun to have a few beers and play with everyone else.
0: I had a lot of fun last Friday playing. I didn't even finish the first Bitface tournament. That's how bad my score was. <laughs> Got to take a second to give props to Andy. He's been on the podcast before, but he has organized an entire BitFace Golf League that anyone listening is welcome to participate in. There's a bunch of us in there from both the Friday Night BitFace game nights and some people that I've never met before. I am not liking the game as much, Tyler, but I think it comes down to I haven't given it enough time yet. I'm a very crusty curmudgeon um, as far as Tiger controls. I don't like the swing mechanics in 2K21. They remind me too much of the golf club, which, to be fair, it's the same company that made the golf club. They just got a chunkier PGA license and the support of 2K this year. I had a lot of fun playing with you guys over a couple beers, win or lose. I beat Reap, Reap beat me, you beat all of us. So I thought those matches were pretty even, and we were playing on the normal difficulty setting or amateur, I believe it's called. I give the game a chance. Do I regret dropping 60 bucks on it? Absolutely not, because I can still get out on the course. I think the course choice is excellent. There's a lot of courses I've never played virtually before. Once they work out the tweaks with the server issues I've been having and we really can get into the club and play attorneys on a weekly basis, I think that's going to be a lot of fun for all of us. So I if you can rent it. Before you buy it, I say run it because you might be really opposed to how realistic it is compared to Tiger Woods games in the past. In fact, one of my old friends from high school texted me and he said, this isn't Tiger, man. I said, you know, it, it's it's not. So you really have to you're going to have to take a little bit more time on your swings. You're going to have to calculate better. You're going to have to use some of the the shot selection that's available a little bit more effectively. Not a bad golf game. In fact, I do predict it will go on sale for the holidays. If you could pick it up for 30 or $40, bucks, i would certainly say it would be worth it at that price point. We also had a game drop today that you figure Tyler and I would not be recording a podcast. We'd be playing this game. Neither one of us bought it, and I think that's because the reviews have been so abysmal. And that's the Marvel Avengers game.
1: Oh, wow. I forgot that that was even coming out. <laughs>
0: Like me, you probably read reviews that compared it to Anthem. And and that's what I read, that it was very grindy and very do the same thing over and over and over again. And there's been leaks that there's a lot of characters in the game that are gonna be playable later that they're gonna charge for. So in classic fashion, they're gonna give you a seventy percent and charge you for the other 30. Also, there was a huge controversy that PlayStation players are getting Spider-Man and Xbox players are not. And a lot of pushback from the Xbox community basically saying, well, you know what? Your game already looks shitty. Fuck you. Yeah. And hate to say it. And these, these two worlds probably don't cross over much except in selectable characters in the title I'm about to mention, but I know what I'm going to be doing Friday night. And that's skating the fucking warehouse in Tony Hawk, and shredding all over the school and flipping TC's roof gap. If you haven't played the demo, you do have to pre-order the game to get it. There's nothing I'm gonna play more in the next couple months than Tony Hawk, I can tell by playing the demo. I really enjoyed it. I think the mechanics are strong. Granted, it's nothing new. There's nothing that I saw in the demo that I haven't seen before, except the feeling of nostalgia going back to those older levels on a modern console.
1: I think I'm really okay with that, though. I, I, The update to the graphics, the new playable skaters, like, that's enough of a change for me, and it gives me a chance to show Titus this is the skating that I grew up with. <laughs> I think Titus will really take to it,
0: because unlike some of the other skate titles that have come out this year, I still haven't tried Skater XL, but I've read a lot of reviews and watched a lot of video Enough to tell that I'm not going to like
1: it. Titus really likes it, though. So I'm hoping that he enjoys this a little more, even.
0: Maybe I'll come over to your place and try Skater XL before I plunk down coin on it. I'm not a big fan of no objectives, and it's the same problem I had with Session. I felt like there was nothing to do. And I'm not saying that every skate game needs to be get the secret tape and get the skate letters or the combo letters but that really brought me to a good place mentally, as far as what I wanted in a skateboarding game. You're right. The character selection looks amazing. It was leaked this week, and this is kind of a spoiler, but that officer Dick, who was a unlockable character in some of the original games is in this game. And not only is he in the game, he's played by Jack black. Yep, Which I thought was really cool. I'm looking forward to either creating my own character or, Or throwing down with Eric Costin, man, so I could just scream at him through my TV, do a
1: kickflip! Do a (laughs) kickflip! Well, you know what? Even though I don't think you'll want to skate it, I think it comes in Friday as well. I'll be bringing you that special edition birdhouse deck.
0: Oh, wow. So you did end up, those are coming.
1: I got a notification saying that they should be, so I'm still looking for them.
0: (laughs) I'm looking forward to handing you money and hanging that on my wall
1: right? It'll be so nice.
0: Thank you for for picking that up too. It was sold out and I gave up hope and Tyler messaged me, hey man, I just ordered two. So (laughs) way to be a a good friend there, Tyler. I appreciate it because I'm going to hang that on my wall. Sweet. So let's get into the topic of today's show. We have talked about doing this show forever and we've written it and rewritten it. And every time it comes around for us to do it, something else happens that we think is cooler and we this is what we kind of call a a filler episode if you will but i think it's an interesting topic to talk about i watched about 40 youtube videos on the same subject and i was very disappointed with how they presented it so i'm going to present it to you as our gaming pet peeves however tyler and i are going to be talking about things in game I think when a lot of people think gaming pet peeves, they speak about how shitty the community is or how the community doesn't embrace diversity. I saw a list today that was all focused around people being pieces of shit on online multiplayer. Yeah, we we get that. It's a given. Shitty people make for a shitty experience. But what Tyler and I are going to talk about are mechanics inside games that we love that we think need to be changed. And I'm going to start with one that's probably existed since the nes days maybe snes but you get to a town in an rpg or you're playing assassin's creed and you need to go from one place to another and in order to enhance the story an npc leads you on your journey except this npc walks at about 10 percent of your walking speed so instead of walking down the path with them and having a conversation which i assume is what the game intends us as gamers end up running around circles around the person as they tell us the story. And I don't know about you, Tyler, but it completely takes me out of the game. It's so annoying. Some games have adapted a button you can push that will automatically put you in sync with someone and you can talk. Red Dead Redemption comes to mind, but any game where I'm following an NPC and they walk slower than me, huge pet peeve.
1: Oh yeah. And you know, when that gets especially bad, And I can think back to a specific quest in World of Warcraft when you're doing a quest like that and being attacked by enemies at the same time, and they're just not moving any faster.
0: (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yes. When you have to... That brings me to kind of another pet peeve. I mean, escort missions in general. I wanted to get a little bit more specific. But gosh, starting with Natalia and Goldeneye, anytime I have to protect someone that cannot defend themselves and they make decisions that are absolutely detrimental to their health, I get pretty annoyed.
1: It's terrible. I don't know why you would want to put someone through that. uh, Gosh. All right. Well, you know what one of mine is? And I'm going to bring it back to golf when you were talking about connecting to those servers. But playing a game where you cannot go into an offline mode and just play single player without having to constantly ping out to servers, and it takes forever to load, that drives me insane. Because like you said, uh, when you were playing golf the other day, it took minutes to load through different, you know, menus and everything.
0: Right. And on one hand, you have to be thankful that we have servers, that I can play with my friends throughout the globe. That We don't have to have broken games. They can be updated. Not all of them are, but they can be updated and changed. Yeah. The other night, though, when I'm playing my $60 golf game and I can't get through the menus because it's trying to connect to the server and I wasn't being a whiny baby about it. I checked my Internet. I checked other titles I have. I texted Tyler that lived near me, who probably has, you know, I wouldn't say we're on the same network, but we have the. we live in the same area. Sure. And Tyler said, nope, it's taking me 10 minutes to go between each menu. Oh, yeah. That's a problem for me on launch week of a game that I dropped. You know, I'd say 60 bucks is that's the threshold. Now, if I'm dropping full price on your title, I expect a $60 game. And if I can't play it. Or gosh, the I don't hate to bring this back to 2K, but sometimes when you're on the PGA Tour, it'll cut to your rival doing shit, and it will take forever.
1: Oh, it really? It will sit
0: there and load and load, and then they're like, and Jim Furyk's on the fourth, and show Jim Furyk shot, and then load back to you, which was cool the first time I saw it. Sure. But once it started slowing down my 18-hole rounds, not fun. But yeah server connectivity not being able to play a game with online functionality offline
1: yeah that's mine
0: a lot of us fight a lot of bosses in a given year and bosses have very powerful attacks and they also send out minions and crazy shit to attack you i cannot stand when the powers of the boss does not affect the enemies like it affects you the enemies should not be immune if the boss throws a giant fireball across the room, everything in the path of that fireball should at least take damage. And there's a lot of titles where you're the only one that takes the damage. And it it kind of goes into also when you're playing against the AI, like in a shooter, and there's 10 enemies on their side and 10 on your side, but the 10 on their side are only focused on you. <laughs> like, they're, they're only <laughs> shooting at you. That's such bad AI, I think, in in... Not really bad AI in the first case, but bad AI in the second case. So I'll kind of put those two together. If a boss has an awesome attack that can completely decimate your health bar, it should also decimate anyone that's, that's around you.
1: I agree with that, especially if the attacks take up a certain area, like you were saying, right? Like if something is within that attack, but on the other hand, certain rpgs have those really big flashy attacks would you want it the same way where you would damage your own team friendly fire
0: <laughs> that's a very good point i guess i'm thinking more of single player titles okay and you know if friendly fire is a mechanic it often gets turned off yeah for what we talked about earlier people just being dicks yeah unless you're playing with your friends but no i, I that's a very good counterpoint tyler i, I, I understand have, what you're saying
1: yeah And I mean, maybe you do like it would make sense to me if I, you know, go do this crazy move where I summon down a meteor that hits the boss, it should probably do damage to me as well. So very good point. Yeah. Speaking of bosses and shit that drives me insane during bosses, quick time boss battles. Now, don't get me wrong. Quick time events are fun. You throw in one or two during a boss battle. That's okay. But there are entire boss battles that are specifically just quick time. And that is frustrating. The end of Dying Light is a big, you know, moment where that happens. It's cool and all, but it's basically a cut scene that you just watch for a final battle. And I think even Kingdom Hearts 2 is another one where the second half of the boss, you literally just are spamming quick time buttons. And it's just not fun gameplay there's a
0: time and place for quick time events you give me something like man i'm dan or until dawn a horror game where i have to tap the button as my heartbeat okay you give me something like a sir's raffle where it's just one giant quick time event or i always they seem to break things up i even hated them in spider-man and spider-man yeah. man was a pretty perfect game let's be yeah. honest But one of the things I didn't like is I think quick time events are lazy. Either show me the cinema, me doing the cool thing. Or let me play a level. But me hitting the A button to like to lift something up. That like the luster of that wore off (laughs) a long time ago.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I can't stand it. Like Spider-Man is a really great example to you. I kept forgetting about that, but. There were so many falling buildings and pipes that you always had to quick time through, man.
0: And I would say Spider-Man actually uses them pretty well. They just took me out of that open world, swing anywhere you want in the city experience. And I get sometimes, and they're not really quick time events, but sometimes like quick button presses in fighting battles. Sure. I understand too. Like, okay, you earn the ability to tap B twice and you get a power.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, or even like a counter, right? Or
0: yeah, exactly. Or or yeah. a counter. But I mean, can you imagine if Dark Souls had quick time events? <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I can imagine, but I don't want to.
0: <laughs> Since we're talking about bosses, let's talk about unskippable cutscenes. and the longest and most tedious of them always seem to be before boss battles. Yeah. I have no problem if you make the cutscene unskippable the first time. Sure. None at all. You worked hard on your game. You want to show us the story. You want to show us that these cinematics that you created. But if you throw a 10-minute cutscene right before one of the hardest battles in the game, you know that most of us probably aren't going to beat it on our first try. Maybe some of us. But not most of us, I I will put myself in in the not most of us category. Me too. Normally a boss fight takes me two, three, four tries. There's patterns to learn. There's mechanics that you need to discover. And there's nothing more like frustrating than when you want to go right back into it. Like, oh, I just learned how to dodge that. Okay, I can incorporate that into this No. You don't get to do that right now because you're going to watch the same 10-minute movie that you just watched that you're going to watch again for the next four tries on the fight. It's getting better. But it's inexcusable, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and I think your point was exactly right. If I have to watch it the first time, that's okay. But if I die, just skip the cutscene anyway. I've already seen it. (laughs) Like, don't even make it skippable. Just don't bring it back up. Make us watch it the first time.
0: Archive it for us. There's always a menu option where you can watch the story. So if I did miss something, I'll go back and watch it. But it adds such a a higher layer of frustration to any boss fight when I have to wait 10 minutes to get back into the fight. Video games are, are, are Twitch memory, man. Oh, yeah. There's no way I'd be able to do some of the fights I've been able to do in the past if I wasn't able to just... Repeat, repeat, repeat. Like Super Meat Boy is a prime example. Oh yeah. Yeah. You it's all memorization and getting the feel for the level. Can you imagine if between every Super Meat Boy try you had to watch a five minute video?
1: <laughs> I have some levels in Super Meat Boy where I think I died like 60 times. So that would be the worst.
0: <laughs> oh, easily. Or something like Mega Man. Can oh can
1: you yeah. imagine
0: if every time you fought the robot master you had to watch him like talk shit to you?
1: Oh I can't imagine again, but I still don't want to. So speaking of something that slows down the pace of a game and takes away time, uh, one of my other pet peeves is uh, stamina systems in open world games where it's unnecessary. So something like, for example, Morrowind, where you have the stamina bar and in order to sprint, you use stamina but you have a very low amount and the recharge rate is very high so for the amount that you're running you have to sit and recharge five minutes for it to come back you know maybe not that exaggerated but pretty close and to me i would rather just be able to progressively run through the game and experience the story without constantly slowing down and recharging slowing down and recharging
0: In defense of that system, I think they do it to make it realistic, like, you couldn't go outside and run for, you know, 17 miles straight without a break.
1: Yeah, but I'm not going outside to run, so I don't want to stay inside to run either.
0: (laughs) No, I understand what you're saying, and I think that the stamina component is very important in combat in those games. Yes, I agree. But when you give me a giant world to explore, yeah, give me a horse, or or give give me something that I can traverse, or fast travel, even. Yeah, Yeah, they make those games pretty huge.
1: I agree with that. And, you know, that's actually a hilarious story. When I first played Morrowind, I thought the Silt Striders, the fast travel mechanic, I thought those were an enemy, so I avoided them for the entire game my first playthrough. (laughs) Really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, those are real important. Uh, Yep. <laughs> so I was up at Doug's this weekend showing him Neon Abyss. And one thing I realized is I always, or normally, I play default controls on a game. I think that the default controls are often set for a reason. Doug, however, wanted to change the jump button from left trigger, which I totally understand, to the A button. There's controller mapping in the game. The A button and the B button were not available to map to. So wow. non-customizable controls. Doug and I sat there and discussed it for 10 minutes. Is there any reason why? What else is the A button used for? Why wouldn't they let us use the A button? Nope, just not an option. Neon Abyss is a great game, guys. Pick it up. In fact, if you've got Game Pass, you've already got it. But a lot of people don't like the sticks to go up and Uh, They like to invert the y-axis is the smart way to say this. They don't like the six to go up and down. (laughs) But like you, when you play games, you don't – when you play a flying game, you and I play backwards of each other, correct? Yep, correct. I invert mine and you don't. And I don't. So not being able to do that I think in, in games is kind of inexcusable. Control should be customizable at this point.
1: I agree with that. And you know what? Not to start a huge argument here, but uh, <clears throat> PC Master Race can, <laughs> can definitely change controls, hotkeys, and that's something that we have been way on the you know cutting edge of for a long time.
0: I agree. I like that level on PC that you can really get it and kind of just do whatever you want. I haven't played a game in a while where you fly or drive where you can't invert the stick, which is good. So I think that's becoming more common. But you should be able to remap buttons.
1: Yeah, I like a lot of the games. I think Star Wars Battlefront 2 in specific, where you can choose to just invert while you're flying and you can do traditional when you're aiming as a character. So having that separation, like a flying, you know, and driving inversion, that doesn't affect the rest of your gameplay. That is brilliant to me, that's something. Customizable game controls are such a big factor.
0: I just hadn't run into it until this weekend where I was like, wow, you really can't remap this. Well, that's going on my pet peeves list. (laughs)
1: fuck this (laughs) well speaking of controls one of the things that is less relevant now and was more relevant when like you said they're trying to steal your quarters but one of the things that drives me insane with games now where they're not trying to take our quarters for continues are platforms that are the exact max jump distance where (laughs) you go to jump And if you do anything less than your max jump, you're not going to make that jump. And even if you do your max jump, sometimes you're not at the edge of your other platform. And so you still miss that jump.
0: That does go back to when they wanted to extend the life of a game. And I hope you're not saying that platforming shouldn't be hard, but I don't think that's what, what you're talking about.
1: No, platforming should be challenging, but fluid, And I think, you know, having to be on, you know, the single pixel of one edge just to make the entire jump to the one pixel on this other edge is not the way to make it difficult.
0: If you want a good example of this, throw up random levels on Mario Maker 2 and you will see how big of dicks people can be.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a great point. They are. That is... uh, Mario Maker, even just old Mario games, there were certain levels where you had to hit the exact edge of a block to make that jump.
0: I still haven't beat the lost levels. I've cleared every other side-scrolling Mario, I'm pretty sure, except that one.
1: It's so hard. I don't think I'll tackle it then either.
0: (laughs) I've got a couple others here that I'll just go by real quick before we wrap this up. I'm not a big fan of Encumbrance. Ooh, I
1: have something to go with that.
0: Okay, so I understand, especially in an RPG where they give you, like you're going to pick up the long sword plus one a thousand times. So just stack them for me. Or you know what? If I can only have one, then let me only have one. But don't make
1: my inventory
0: 20 minutes of every play session. It's not fun.
1: Oh, yeah. In, In my opinion. And the worst is games that have encumbrance, and then they give you tons of consumables. Yes. And you're just like, you don't use the consumables because they do—they're they're for everything. They're like, this does health regeneration. This gives you quick time regeneration. This does persuasion up for 30 seconds, and like, you don't keep track of all those. So I've just stopped picking up consumables in those games because it takes up encumbrance.
0: It goes back to your stamina thing i think they do it to make the game more realistic
1: yeah
0: but there's games that simulate like inventory management not like the sims but you know what i'm talking about like two-point hospital would be an example or games that kind of bring in the mechanics and the numbers of management go Mm -hmm. play that yeah i i want to play an rpg i want to swing my sword around and have spells and just don't make it burdensome on me yeah
1: make it more like the legend of Zelda where you could just have 50 different, (laughs) you have slots, but you don't have encumbrance. Right.
0: And dark souls, believe it or not as hard and realistic as people say, it is never inventory problems. What you have on you can encumber you, but that's only your armor, your weapon and the things that you carry. You can have thousands of, of the items in the game, you know, so I, I do like that excessive load times. Mm. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> <it. laughs> Everyone knows what I'm talking about when I say excessive load times, but. Going back to again, when the games were a little bit harder, there was no load times. Yeah. So I don't understand with all this technology we have today, why games take forever to load and sports titles. I'm looking right in your direction. The same Madden comes out every single year, and yet I'm still looking at,
1: at load screens. Yeah.
0: And then before I get to my last one, unless you have another one.
1: No, I brought it up during the encumbrance, the consumables. Mm-hmm.
0: Stun lock. Oh. I can't stand when the
1: boss's only, or, or
0: any enemy's course of action, is to hit you with something. You cannot move, you cannot block, you cannot roll, you cannot get out of the attack, and then they use that to kill you. It's kind of cheap, in my opinion.
1: You would have hated me in World of Warcraft. I played a rogue in vanilla and stunlock all day, baby.
0: I wish I would have played Warcraft with you. We would have had a lot of fun. Yeah. But, finally, my girlfriend and I got Luigi's Mansion for Christmas, and we've been playing through it. We finally finished it two weeks ago it's a nintendo game so as we were going through it there was optional stuff to do and find and things like that but carrie and i focused on let's get to the end and then we'll go back and clean up like in so many other titles
1: totally that makes sense to me
0: we go back to our save file it's saved right before the last boss no option to go back in the mansion
1: Wow.
0: So, what about, they did, could have... Oh sorry, maybe you have a solution to this.
1: Oh, no. So, when you beat the boss, it goes back to the save file right before it? Oh, gosh, that's frustrating. So, you're locked in right there.
0: A very simple solution, Nintendo, which I might think you invented. Why didn't we get the option to go to a new game plus? Or, yeah. hey we're going to start you at the save point in the building before the boss attacks you. So you have access to the elevator. You're able to go back to the floors, get all the collectibles you missed. What they really did was told me you just have to play the game all over again. And Carrie and I went, well, nope, we're going to play something else because we don't want to go do everything again, but we would have gone back to see some other mechanics Or to see different parts of the game that we missed i'm not saying luigi's mansion 3 is a bad game a lot of fun to play co-op in fact we got 26 hours out of it but it really pissed me off that my again full price title i'm not able to go back in the levels like i have been in so many other games and it really disappointed me because the name nintendo was on the box yeah and not like on a nintendo system nintendo made it right I think new game plus, and I'm not saying you have to be able to carry your progress over, even though a lot of games that do that are really awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that.
0: But at least let me have access to the levels that I beat so that I can go back in and find the collectibles. No one finds the collectibles the first try through. At least I don't ever.
1: No, yeah, I wouldn't. That takes so much time to sit and plan through and like, If you haven't done it and you don't have a guide and you're against using guides, or even if you use a guide, it's just a lot of time and it takes you out of the story to go and do those collectibles. And so I always do it afterwards as well. I'll complete a story and then I'll go back. Being locked out of it would be horrible. That's good to know so I can keep that in mind for Luigi's Mansion if I ever play it, though.
0: Also, there's five collectibles in Horizon that you should go get and that's all i'll tell you unless you want more
1: okay i mean i have since, to know since <laughs> you
0: missed the equivalent of the watchtowers that unlock the map in the game i kind of feel bad for you tyler so i want to i want to help you
1: yeah all right fair enough i'm excited for that I'm glad you're playing that, though.
0: As you know, that was uh, I liked that game better than Zelda when we did that top 10. So I was a big fan of Horizon Zero Dawn, and I'm really looking forward to the sequel. Let's look at this as a wrap. You know what I'm going to say next, guys? What do you not like about video games? Hit me up on Facebook. Uh, Hit us up on the page. Show up at a BitFace game night on Friday. It's been wonderful meeting all of you. Hang out, participate. I really want to know, and Tyler wants to know, what did we miss on today's list? What what really, really gets under your skin about video games? Also, mental health is something that I'm starting to take more seriously every single day. If you need help, if you need to talk to somebody, if you need to go to therapy, go. It's the best advice I can give you. I waited many, many years of my life and did not take care of, of myself mentally, Now I'm finally doing it and I'm really seeing an improvement on how I perceive things is the best way to put it. But if you need somebody to talk to, if you just want to get some things off your chest, Tyler and I are both always available. Anything for the BitFace crew. But if you guys need to talk to someone, please do. All I ask. We will see you again this month, I hope, maybe with some console prices and maybe with some release dates. I can't believe... We have two systems supposedly launching this year, and it's September 1st, as of this recording. We do not have a date, and we do not have a price.
1: It's shocking to me. It's just mind-boggling. You would think that, are they both trying to hold out and find out what the other's launching at? That's only going to last for so long.
0: (laughs) I hate to tell you, that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. And I agree with you. Someone is going to have to take a piss first.
1: Like, someone's going (laughs) to have to break the seal, dude. Yeah, and that's going to be and interest. I can't wait. I'm curious and I'm curious what they'll come out at.
0: Right on. Well, we'll see you guys in a lot sooner than last time. I'll tell you that much. I don't ever like to commit to anything on here because then it never happens, but we'll see you guys again in September. Thank you as always for listening to the show. Tyler and I both appreciate it. Of course, reach out to us on social media. Big thanks to Andy Adair. And, of course, as always, Dave Frizzell for running all the game nights and really just inspiring us to be better. I love you guys. From the BitCave, Tyler Run, TRG Glaze. I am Eric G. Hollis, and we're in the abyss. Beware.